narrative is funded by viewers like you. Support our independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative. Better late than never. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Narrative Live. Sorry for being so late today. We've been working away at technical equipment. You know, we've been sort of on vacation around here. We haven't been expecting such a big news day. Or we're maybe expecting a big news day, but nothing quite as remarkable as today has been. Uh, an historic day that I know is still having all of us reeling, trying to understand what is happening. We're going to try to put all those pieces together and explain what's happening in our democracy and why it's in such great danger tonight. Uh, Lincoln's Bible joins us from LA. How are you, LB? Nice to see you again. I'm good. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, to you um, too. It's a weird day. <laughs> Sherry Jacobus, how are you tonight? The GOP strategist. Uh, former GOP, <laughs> still a strategist, no longer GOP, mm -hmm. haven't been since uh, the summer of 2016. Uh, well, I'll go through the other directions and I'll tell you how I am. Go to the okay. other intros and we'll discuss okay. how we're all doing. <laughs> and national political journalist Nina Berlees here. Hi, Nina. How are you? Good. How are you, Zev? Good. This is the first time we've had an all-female panel. I'm not an all-female person, but I am uh, being one today with you guys. So uh, thanks for joining us on this special day. I am uh, still stunned by what has been going on, but let's recap for everyone what happened today. So there was a procedural vote that was taking place on the Senate floor and on the House floor to basically affirm the election count, the people's count, the, the vote that we all took place on November 3rd. That was interrupted by a stream, I don't know, a storm really of protesters who are in support of Donald Trump, who had been gathering there to to call for this uh, election account to be withdrawn. And instead, they landed up storming um, the, the Congress in a way that we have never seen before. And really, what should be underlined here is not really stopped by anybody. It didn't seem, it just seemed like they went all the way in without any, without any difficulty. Um, I want to go with with first impressions first, let's go around the horn a little bit, and then we'll break it down piece by piece. LB, why don't you start off and tell us what your thoughts are on today? Oh, well, first and foremost, uh, it, for me, this was no surprise. Uh, Donald has been saying this is what was going to happen. He's been uh, running his propaganda game for four years plus now um, and building towards this moment. Uh, once he knew he uh, was possibly going to lose the election in November. And then once he was clear he was losing it, he carried through with this constant pressure. They had a hashtag and a slogan and T-shirts and they were going to stop the steal. Um, everyone showed up there ready for the insurrection. They knew that what they were doing. They knew why they were there. It was very clear amongst all of his followers what was going on. He came down and spoke after Giuliani and his sons um, had spoken, everybody using very violent, insightful language. And then Donald said, I'm gonna march with you. Let, you know, let's go to the Capitol. Uh, they knew where they were heading. Uh, I don't know. I would think that when the president of the United States says, I'm gonna go there and meet you there, I'm going with you, that might change the security ground game a little bit. Um, you think? I don't know if they were aware that he was doing that, <laughs> or if it just came flying out of his face and it was his plan that he didn't share with anybody. I would like to see a lot of investigation around that 
um, I think most everyone now, maybe you guys have or haven't, has seen the video that appears to have been from today, from the scene. We need to verify that it was. Uh, the Capitol Police just removing the barricades to let the rioters who were just sort of protesters at that point on through and up into the Capitol because they were there to meet up with Donald. Mm -hmm. and, um, Is that the reason? Is that what people end. are saying? Because I've got some of that video. We'll play some of that. You know, I think they felt overwhelmed. It looked to me a little bit like the Capitol Police were overwhelmed by the protesters. Oh, but, you're saying, but you're saying yeah, that they, they were in fact allowing people in. There, there's video of that. It all needs to be confirmed whether that's, you know, I, we have to be so careful because who knows mm. whether that actually happened today. But uh, it looks like it. They just mm. opened the barricades up and <laughs> let people on through. I mean, it certainly um, looks to be like there was no... President calling ahead saying, I'm coming. I make sure my people are around me. Set up a thing for me. I don't, we don't know if there was chaos happening around all of that in the moment because of what Donald himself had announced at that rally that he mm. was going to go with them. I, I mean, know. it was no surprise to anyone that today was going to happen. I mean, we knew there were protests that were going to be there. We knew thousands of people were going to show up. The fact that people were allowed not only to in the, in the vicinity of the Capitol, but also onto the floor. I mean, it's stunning that this happened, considering what we already know has been a pattern of these guys trying to do this stuff, especially in Michigan recent, recently. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they were allowed. I only know one Capitol Police officer anymore. Uh, he retired a few months ago, but he is a Trump supporter. That said, I, I don't know what that means. But these, uh, this crowd was treated very differently than uh, the Antifa, scary Antifa. There were no rubber bullets. Something very odd happened today, uh, clearly. Um, I'm not sure if I'm sold that they let them in, but I know something happened and it has to be investigated. I worked on Capitol Hill for a very long time and there would be, you know, off and on for many years. And I lived in Washington for 30 years. Now I'm, you know, on the outskirts of Washington. I'm not right in there, but I lived right on Capitol Hill, owned a home and everything. So mm -hmm. that was my hood. Uh, and so I would have been locked down in my home tonight. Uh, but uh, I worked on Capitol Hill and there would be times when we'd be on lockdown if they thought there was an active shooter, if there was a threat, if there was a bomb threat. Um, there's very few instances where someone's actually died. There were a couple of Capitol Hill police officers that were shot and killed. Uh, my God, that was years ago. And that was a huge deal. So something happened today. But as soon as I saw Trump, heard Trump say, and we're going to the Capitol, I thought, uh-oh, something, this shit just got real. And um, I knew something was up. But... I got to say this, and I don't like keep I, that I keep, I don't want to make it seem like I'm making this about me, but my story with Trump started with this whole drama and it kind of is the whole, you know, kind of tracks everything. Today, I felt, and I know America felt the way I felt five years ago, uh, but I was alone on it uh, when uh, Arthur Schwartz, who uh, now is a, a Trump thug and Don Jr.'s guy, when he told me, we need to get a, a squad car in front of your home. First, he said, are you in a, a, a doorman building? Or, and I said, no, I'm in a brownstone in the Upper West Side. He goes, well, we need to get a, a squad car in front of your building because Trump has guys in Queens who might be over uh, to cause you harm. It was 1130 at night. And I was like, holy crap, it was a weeknight. So I've lived this fear. Um, I've been, you know, I had that happen. I was catfished. I was defamed and banned and had my, my life and reputation and career ruined. And then I was hacked and had to sit, do a lot of work with the FBI. So there are some of us out there who have known for quite some time what this could be. What's upsetting to me is a lot of people knew uh, who could have prevented this. Mark Burnett, you know, uh, Jeff Zucker, people like that. So what happened today, and historians are going to look back on this and they're going to like, you people of that era had 
every indication this was going to happen. He's telegraphing to you what he's going to do. Mm. You know, as LB just said, we knew this. So how are we sitting here acting like we're so surprised and shocked? Um, he's doing this. Uh, the fact that his Twitter account has been suspended now for 24 hours, the fact that April Ryan is reporting that uh, congressional leaders are in an undisclosed location before they come back now to uh, finish certification. And they're talking about the 25th Amendment. And New York Times was reporting uh, just a little while ago that for some odd reason, even though Trump is technically still the commander in chief, it was Mike Pence who gave the order for the National Guard. So there's something happening. That's really um, interesting. It sounds, like it's something, yeah, it sounds like something that we'd like to have happen. And we've got the Kansas City Journal, uh, journal whatever the paper there is, um, editorial board saying that their Senator Josh Hawley has blood on his hands. So The National Guard happening. was being called by the mayor of D.C. and by the speaker and that it was being stopped at the Department of Defense, at the Pentagon, probably by the uh, Lewandowski and Bossy. <laughs> yeah, the people he's now installed there, you know, yeah. Ezra Watkin, whatever right. his name is, and and um, the other guy, Khan. You know, these are basically operatives for other countries that are now running the Pentagon. Well, and, and, and Corey Lewandowski and David Bossy are there yeah, now. Really. Yeah, they're on yeah. the advisory board over there. It's certainly... You know, if it's going to stop anywhere, it would have stopped there. So Trump was likely aware that the request was made and was probably telling his guys not to act on it. And then if you're putting yeah. these pieces together, of here comes Mike Pence um, overriding his boss, basically saying, no, send the National Guard in. I mean, that's a stunning, stunning turn of events um, at, at this crucial hour that we're, we're watching democracy really at its knees. Um, and I see the riot police are still out there trying to clear um, the situation. They still have not got people home, which is kind of amazing, really, when you think about what's going on. And many people have commented, what would this have looked like if it was a Black Lives Matter uh, matters event or other protests by, by people who weren't part of the, of the MAGA movement? Would they be still standing around and, and being allowed to do what they're doing? And I, I think the answer is pretty obvious there. Nina, you've been watching these Heartland terrorists for a while. It's certainly an interest of yours. And, um, and yet they've tried this before. They almost had a dry run of this in Michigan, it feels to me. Yeah, well, like like Sherry, but probably not as in a, in as personal uh, um, a sense. And and I, I will remark that you know that's how he treats women. So it's mm. not a, not surprising that she fielded a threat like that. Uh, but I've been watching him almost as long uh, as um, you know. I was there on election night in 2016, and I've covered stories in Baghdad. And in other places where there were, you know, you were you went in and you were hoping that you could get out on the uh, on the C4 or whatever military plane when shit hit the fan. And I was standing there in the Hilton watching him do his Mussolini walk around in the in the ballroom. And I had that the same feeling that I ha have had in those countries where except that it was my own country. Wow. And, and so it was clear at that moment that this is this was this was the possibility. This was always the possibility. And it's just become more and more and more and more obvious that we were headed in this direction. You know, of course, we're surprised that it got to this pass. All of us are. But it, it never was not possible that this was going to happen. And, and as far as the, uh, the Pence, um, you know, what's going on inside the White House, I think all the way back in, in the, at, at the Charlottesville event, we were picking up information that there were people inside the White House who were directly in contact with those people in Charlottesville. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So there's no, there, this is not a surprise that there, that they were, there was some kind of, I mean, I'm not going to go out there until this has all been investigated, but there was probably some kind of collusion. At least there were people that knew what the White House wanted to do. And this is, this is, this is Trump. It's who was, who wrote the tweet that got Twitter safety's attention just now? That's, he's not writing his own tweets. We know that. Is mm-hmm. it Stephen Miller? Is it... Dan Scavino still in the bunker with him. He doesn't spell correctly. Those, that last tweet was written by that last tweet. Was what written was by the tweet, guys? I didn't see I it. He's been there. It? it was about his. I, I can't. They took it down. I. I it took it, it down. Had to do with is, his, that the, is that the one where he said, he "This is what happens when you steal"? Victory. Yeah. This, this, yeah, he says this is what happens when you when you mess the sacred victory. Yeah, that was ominous and weird and menacing. And, uh, you know, I think the QAnon, you made this happen. They've all, they all have a direct line. Some, there's some point person or more than one inside the white house. And this is all in, this is, they're colluding with them. They're colluding with them as we speak. And, you know, good. There were reports of that. I have been saying reports of that today. Yes. No, but the reports today said that they were in touch. People in the White House were in touch yes. with people yes. in, that were in the Capitol, and they were saying they yes. intended to stay yes. there all night. It's like we, we're acting like this is okay. That's normal. Yes. Like, this, no, no, this is this is no, not this normal. This has been a coordinated plan. Of course, this has been a coordinated yes. plan. It's impossible to imagine that this would have happened without there being some coordination. And listening to those speeches today by uh, Donald Trump and his sons, and then uh, Giuliani, I mean, it's pretty obvious their intention was to ramp things up. They weren't looking to to quieten things down. I hate to do this, but I'm going to play you a little bit of Don Jr.'s speech from today because <laughs> to me it's very revealing of how dangerous this, okay. this man is and how this whole operation is. Here's uh, Don Jr. from earlier on today. You actually all did something I didn't realize was possible. I'm looking at the crowd here and the tens of thousands, probably 100,000 plus people here. And you did it all without burning down buildings? You did it without ripping down churches? Without looting? I didn't know that that was possible. According to the media, when you have a large gathering of peaceful protesters, they're supposed to burn it all down. See, guys, we can do it right, but the fact that you are all here on this rather cold January day tells me all I need to know. And it should be a message to all the Republicans who have not been willing to actually fight. The people who did nothing to stop this deal. This gathering should send a message to them. This isn't their Republican Party anymore. This is Donald Trump's Republican Party. Who actually? Well, there you go. I mean, basically, citing <laughs> violence. I mean, there's, you know, it's it's a, it's a terrible thing that he did there today. I mean, you'd never imagine any politician standing up there and saying, you guys are peaceful, too peaceful. I mean, it's just, and there he is basically saying just that. Um, and, you know, are we surprised? We should not be surprised that today turned out to, to be what it is. And the thing which I'm really keen on, and I'll look at this later on the show if we have time, is, you know, 
Who's the outside perimeter of the Trump organization that's telling them what to do? You know, which operatives from the Kremlin or where have you are in their ear telling them this is the playbook, this is how you do things? Because it looks to me a lot like operations we've seen elsewhere in the world. You know, this is not dissimilar to what happened in Ukraine when Yanukovych was ousted and, and then there was a fight back to get him into power. The same kind of tactics, the same kind of storming of parliaments, the same unmarked, you know, little green men showing around, all these kind of things that keep showing up. They're all the Kremlin playbook and it keeps coming up time and time again. And, it, you know, in my mind, Donald Trump Jr. and many others have been trained by the Kremlin for a long time, including Donald Jr. And including, uh, it doesn't Donald sound Trump like well. they're involved now. This seems very Trump alone stuff, though. I, I, I think if the know. Kremlin was involved, they probably they probably gave up because Trump lost. He has nothing left to offer. This, this is starting to feel more and more like it's Trump and a very small circle of very crazy people, such as a Dave Bossie, such as a Corey Lewandowski, such as his family. And Kellyanne has gotten back in the game. She was in yeah. Georgia. Um, the, yeah, so these are people who are just uh, beyond criminal and evil and you know early on i would have to agree with you Zeb, that it sounded it was kremlin directed but they've given up on him now he doesn't have they anything to offer whether they've given up or not these people know what they're doing they know how to do this now but to what end been, you know they're trained propagandists Chaos. they have a propaganda machine they know what they're doing and they are delivering for our enemies i i think it's you know i've been paying attention okay. to all of our all of our states, men and women who have served overseas, who have been in the State Department, our generals, uh, you know, everyone who's given voice to this, former intelligence officers right, at a very high rank, and they are all in unison saying today, using their voices, not in coordinating with each other, just independently, their voices are all saying the same thing as, boy, is this delivering for Putin, like, you know, next to the sanctions. This is what he wants more than anything else. So you still have a loyal lapdog in this president delivering this vision of America being, uh, you know, to tear down our greatness at every um, turn while also making the make America great again thing pulled from the the anus of, you know, our own our own bowels of of decrepit, <laughs> you know, racism of our era, right? When we were that was descriptive. Up on <laughs> it's good. It's a right? good line. Oh, that's what it is. That's what but it is. is. That's what he is. Excrement. And so he's just flinging it everywhere, right? And he has been, and they get to laugh. I mean, they're having a good old time in the Kremlin. Whether they had anything to do with this moment or not, it doesn't matter. Donald knows what he's supposed to deliver for them anyway, and he yeah. wants to deliver it. He I don't want to this. let them off the hook so easy. I don't agree with that. I, 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 you know, I've said this okay. before. Yeah. I, I mean, I have to say this. You guys keep bringing this up. He's not, he, he's too stupid to be their guy. Not. First of all, he's not, he's not their he, he's he's a reality show entertainer, provocateur, psychopath, narcissist, with a bunch of yeah. with who has managed to gain power like the coronavirus with claws, who's gotten into the cell of the human body or the American body, <laughs> and is in there yeah. and is proliferating, and it doesn't. Ha sure, the Russians are happy. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of people who are happy, and I also agree with you that this looks exactly like Ukraine. But all of these things always look like this. They look like they this in Turkey. They look like this. This is what this is what. And one and one more important thing: uh, the only other time that what the Congress was going to try to do today with the with the sedition, the only other time that that happened was in 
1876, I think. Uh, Rutherford B. Hayes, Samuel Tilden. Rutherford B. Hayes was the Republican, and they. Uh, it was. A, it was a. It was a contested election, legitimately contested. There were a couple of states that were contested, and they went in there, and they put the Republican in. They let him win but only if the Southern states were allowed to get rid of reconstruction and get those union soldiers mm. out of Louisiana, South Carolina, and what was the other state? Three, three of the states, they, got, they had to get them out. There, there is a straight line in this country from white supremacy before the Civil oh, yeah. War to now. And that's who these people are. They are the last gasping white supremacists. Oh, yeah. They are homegrown. They are homegrown. You cannot keep blaming the Russians for these guys. And this history of this Nobody's country blaming the Russians this, for them. Tina. I'm sure no they're happy. I've been the Russians. Russians. Use them as a tool. They, they, they were a tool for the Russians. Delivering. Yeah. Look, yeah, I think there's no way the Trump organization they're figured out. For themselves. Because no the, well, because sure, brown people and women have made so many gains in this country, they can't stand it. It's unbearable to them. And this is their this is the last gasp of a cult. Now. Did the yeah. Russians invade NR, the NRA? Did they use the NRA? Are they out there in Michigan, mm-hmm. you know, training these Heartland guys? I don't think so. Well, this, this is, indeed, this they is were the movement. ones involved in all those truck rallies in Portland, Oregon. Who was organizing them? Russian operatives. That's a known fact. It's not, you know, it's not that these guys are, are invisible. We know that they're involved. And we also know that those algorithms are pretty complicated. Whatever's working, those Facebook algorithms to, to you know, corrupt the minds of Americans into thinking That's that- That's Mark Zuckerberg that, trying to make money. It could be- Again, but, again all American. Sorry. With a lot of Russian all funding. <laughs> all of what we're all saying is true and happening together. That's yeah. the that's the scope of it to try to wrap our arms around. You have individual opportunists. You have the Josh Hawleys of the world. You have hardcore white supremacists. I mean, pay attention to the journalists that are really know these groups that showed up today and these individual players from the Proud Boys leader that got arrested uh, yesterday. There's a reason that person got the arrested. The night before, yeah. There's yeah, a reason they took him out the night before, yeah. Counter, I'm yeah. telling you there are counterterrorism uh, agents embedded it with all these groups, monitoring them, watching them. This is domestic terrorism. The head of the FBI has come out and said every time he's been in front of a microphone, we have a domestic terror problem in this. That, that means his agency is activated to make sure that they are tracking these domestic terrorists to the best of their ability within the laws of, of restrictions on privacy and all, all the rest. So they know who these people are. They know what they're planning. They know what's going on. And I'm going to be very, I'm going to sit back and be very interested to see, um, first of all, and the journalists who know this the best, the people like Luke O'Brien and Michael Tyson, these guys know. And they know also that a lot of this is coordination with Russia. Whether you want to believe it or not, <laughs> Nina, it is going on. There's money coming, flowing back and forth. There are operatives flowing back and forth. There's training going back and forth. It, it is an active measure. It is. And we also are a nation that has a domestic terror, white nationalist issue at our core, at our core, it's ours. We have this problem and it's been 
unleashed by this president and it's been weaponized by this president as a weapon already but he's turned it and targeted it so that america can, americans can fight one another and he can walk away somehow profiting from this chaos he's not an idiot he's not is he an addict is he does he have all these other problems with his personality is is yes 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 but he knows what he's doing he's not that insane or that much of a weird old grandpa that he can't figure this out what he's doing he doesn't kind of know what he's activating anybody who's yeah. ever dealt with donald trump off of the airwaves and had anything to do in a room with this guy knows that he knows exactly what he's fucking doing he's a very different person when the camera's not on him when he's not at a rally when he's not performing he knows he knows i, I, I misspoke i misspoke because i did i don't mean that he doesn't know what he's doing he absolutely all of this by the way you guys don't mind if i drink do you i'm drinking <laughs> no it's a good night to be drinking. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Narrative is funded by viewers like you. Support our independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative.